What's up, Gundam fans? Welcome to episode 17 of the Gundam Explained podcast. I'm your host, Adam Blue, and uh, this is the, the weekly show in which I just talk about giant robots from Japan that have invaded myself in uh, Texas. So, um, really, to get started, hey, I'm a little inebriated. I just uh, got done with a, uh, a work uh, happy hour, but you know what? I cannot delay the podcast. So we're going to push forward through this because there's some cool stuff to talk about. Today we're going to talk about a new Robot Spirits action figure that's been released amongst so many that they've already done for 08 MS team. I can't believe there's just another one. I mean, my wallet cannot do this damage. Uh, there's also concept art from the new live action Gundam movie that will be on Netflix. And I'm going to dissect that. And we're going to look at that. I have some thoughts about it. I think it's pretty interesting. Also going to talk about a new Gundam mobile game that actually seems pretty awesome, right up my alley, so we'll discuss that a little bit. And then we'll get to the mobile suit of the week, and then uh, the audience uh, comments. So yeah, there's a lot of comments that came through, as does every week, and I really appreciate that, because it's crazy that I've hit 500 subscribers. That's right, since, uh, let's see, last week... The first video that actually went up since I've had I've hit 500 was the uh, 0080 War in the Pocket episode one review. So I have that up uh, from last week. That is, you know, the best Gundam show. <clears throat> um, you know, before that, I had the Robot Spirits Zaku 2 FZ review, and that's actually from War in the Pocket. Interesting how that thing works out, you know. But anyway, uh, if you haven't. Be sure and subscribe. There's a giveaway going on. There's a link in the description. There's two items given away. One, I have in my possession. It's a white uh, G-frame, <clears throat> Zaku. Two, that I'll be sending out to someone. The other one is just a, uh, I don't know, it's a surprise uh, that I will then buy from some shop and have shipped out. Um, it's easier that way, where I can purchase something from an online shop and have it shipped out. That way, it's easier for international winners. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, let's get started. If you um, are listening to this, it could be Spotify, it could be Google Podcasts, could be iTunes. If there's another uh, podcast uh, program I'm not using, just let me know. Please leave in the comments. Um, also, the video, YouTube, and also Odyssey. Have you guys ever uh, ever heard of Odyssey? That's something recently that came out. It's supposed to be like a competitor to YouTube. Uh, I've decided to have... <clears throat> all the shows uploaded there too. Um, I'm syncing it currently. I don't know how that works. Uh, if anyone has any other suggestions for places where I can have the uh, Gundam Explained podcasters, let me know. It's, it's really to get that visibility out there, really to talk about Gundam more. There's so many cool Gundam things coming out. So, yeah, just let me know. All right, to get started, so check this out. A couple weird things. One, another 08 MS Team Robot Spirits Gundam is to be released. Uh, it seems the majority of these are coming out beginning of next year, and they're for pre-order. Now, what's funny, though, is I didn't realize IGN, IGN, known for video games back in the day. They kind of been delving into entertainment, pretty big YouTube channel. They actually have for sale this gym. Look at this GM. It's from... Oh, wait, the MS team. Now, recently, they released the pre-order for the Gundam ground type, the Gundam ground type desert color version, 
a uh, Zaku 2J uh, type. I believe it's called. I have to, I'll have to refer to that later. But then also now this GM. So they're really going after oh wait, that MS team, which to me is awesome. They they really touched on a lot in Stardust Memory. 0080 were in the pocket. So I guess oh wait, the MS team is really next. Although, to be honest, there's a lot from Zeta, which is one of my favorites that they really need to get some robot spirits for. But hey, check this out. Um yeah, very interesting, right? IGN store. There's more stores you can get this from. Actually, if you are to um, do a search on this, you'll see there's many stores that have this for pre-order. And notice the pre-order ending in 11 days. That's something else I've noticed whenever there's a new Robot Spirits Gundam released. I'll see that like pre-order has ended and I've missed out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've missed out. But um, I guess they do the timed pre-order. I don't know why. <clears throat> I know on P Bandai, uh, I was worried about what was it the uh, Advance of Zeta uh, Gundam they had on there, as well as the Sci- uh, Man. There's so many Gundams out there. Anyway, it was like the Psych the Psycho Gundam. Psycho Zeta. What was that called? But anyway, I I was afraid that when I would go to pre order, it would be sold out. Uh, because it was going to be like 2 a.m. my time, and they weren't, and they've been available for some time. But interesting how they have a specific time period in which you can pre-order this. So if you're watching the video version of this podcast, let me show you some more screenshots. I mean, just look at this. Hey, looks like a typical GM, but it has that 08 MS Team ground type flare. Look at the shield there, the gun, the color separation of that weapon. Wow, look at this for the missile launcher. I mean, there's so many cool things. We see this effect part here. It's a typical machine gun effect part, but it kind of has more of this wider blast effect part. So that could be, let's see, if we look at this, not included, that must be separate. What is included is the spike hammer. We don't normally see that. Um, except for like the original RX-78 too. So, yeah. And I mean, really for the price, because this is a high quality action figure, if we look at the amount of accessories it has, according to the price, that seems pretty reasonable. So really excited about that. Again, I love Robot Spirits. I, I, I think in general, Gundam fans are more about the Gumpla. But seeing these Robot Spirits, I'm down for. Uh, yeah, very cool stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me uh, let me get some water. Okay, so next up, this is a big one. This is really a big one, but kind of a letdown. So this is <coughs> Gundam live action movie concept art revealed by Netflix. New official concept art reveals a first look at plans for the Gundam live action movie from Kong Skull Island director Jordan. Jordan Sorry, Jordan Vogt Roberts, Vote Roberts. There could be some silence in there. You know, I'm not really good with pronunciations, but how can you not uh, remember this director's name? There's not many people that have the name with Vogt in it, dash something, right? So, no, let's look at this. So, here we go. It's a screenshot, which, to be honest, if I saw the headline, hey, here's concept art for the Gundam live action movie, I'm like, oh, really? 
well, let's see what it is. Then we look at this and it's like, well, eh. I mean, there's really not much there. This could be a screenshot from Gundam Battle Operation 2 or some mobile game. Ah, really, this does nothing. And and that reminds me of, what was it? The Obi-Wan movie that, or uh, series that's coming on Disney Plus. They released some concept art. Okay. I mean, the concept art really does nothing because when it comes to what's in production, usually it looks a lot different. But if we're going to go by what they plan to do with Gundam and we want to look at the concept art, here's a, here's a couple of things we're going to look at here. One, there's some interesting, I don't uh scaling going on, I guess, with the proportions, but it does seem to generally be really based on the RX-78-2, and I say that because of the chest armor versus the shoulder armor. If we look at the beam sabers, those beam saber handles are quite large. It reminds me more of what we'd see from the double Zeta Gundam with the beam saber handles. If we look at the V-Fin itself, it has kind of that extra flair to it. It's not just straight up a V. You can kind of see where uh, there's a little bit of detailing uh, on the top there. That that reminds me more of things you'd see in like Wing or Seed, right? So then we have the side vent parts on the, the, I was about to say helmet, but it's the head. It's not a helmet worn by anyone, it's a head. And even the uh, the curves there, like it's more bulbous, it's not, it's not like in line with the rest of the head. To me, that looks like, again, something from Wing. I don't know if they're purposely going for something that looks wing-like because I guess Gundam got originally was more popular due to wing when it was released in the United States, even though I never really got into it. But at the same time, that looks similar to the Atlas Gundam. The Atlas Gundam kind of had that design as well. The Atlas Gundam being from Thunderbolt, which Thunderbolt does take place during the one-year war, 0079. And from... the there's hints about, like, uh, and if we scroll down here, I think there's a, a point here where it says, I want to create this film and give them an access point where you can say, this is where you start. This is your entry point. So, now the editorial goes on to say an origin story. And then that seems what that implies. Um but it's really hard to say. So if this is an origin story, is it that this isn't necessarily the RX-78-2, but maybe a prototype of the RX line? Is this the RX-78-2? I mean, what we're seeing here is a lot of battle damage. I mean, both arms have damage. We've seen the shoulder missing here. It's in a hangar with flames. The flames are not to scale <laughs> with a giant walking robot. These flames are quite large. So it's very interesting to see this concept art because it really doesn't say much. And I mean, it could just be me, but the concept art is not going to do much. And I, unless if anyone has any other takes that I'm missing, you know, please post them in the comments. Because really, just looking at this, it does not seem like it. it's really anything other than the people that are working on this are trying to get started getting used to designing giant robots in Blender or whatever CGI program they're using. So... Yeah, please let me know what you think. I am not sold on this in terms of it really meaning anything. 
Um, but I guess because there's been some time between the announcement of the Netflix live action. In fact, if we want to go beyond the Netflix live action, it was already announced that there's going to be a Gundam live action film from Legendary. And that went silent for a long time. And then it came back with the director of Kong Skull Island, uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts, uh, making this, which I have total faith in, to be honest. I, I, I mean, my default reaction is this is going to be good. I'm just saying that releasing this concept art doesn't really do anything for me. So let me know what you guys think. It's very interesting. All right, moving on. So the Gundam... Okay, check this out. I, I, I'm, I'm big into video games. I talk about it a lot, usually on each podcast, you know, especially with Gundam Battle Operation. We had that Code Fairy come out recently. I haven't even done a proper review because I haven't really beat it yet. And actually, that's a good segue. Let me touch on Code Fairy just real quick before I get into this. Or actually, let me leave you hanging. Let me finish this part. Gundam UC engages a new Gundam mobile game coming soon. So, there's a new Gundam game coming to mobile. And we have that Gundam Breaker, which, that's eh, whatever. It's You get to collect parts from a Gundam, build it up. You go and battle. The, be- the fight mechanics aren't really a big deal. You can kind of turn it on auto. It just depends what parts you're using, etc., etc. This, though, is strictly UC, which one, you've already got my attention. Two, there seems to be some cool screens. Like, look at this Gundam here on the left. It almost looks like it's the RX-78 II, just kind of with, like, some modernization. I haven't seen Gundam Age, but it even looks like it has some designs from Age on here. Yeah, even this one on the right is very interesting. But then look at all these characters we're seeing. These are all characters that you could point out from UC Gundam. And, yeah, apparently, yeah, it's called Gundam UC Engage anyway, so it looks like it's a mobile game that is set primarily in Universal Century. So uh, here I've got a video up for those that are watching the podcast. And what we're seeing down here on the bottom of the screen is just this number of Gundams. And then we're seeing this like uh, overview or a map of the field where there's Gundams in play. And so if I hit play here, this looks great. I don't know how much of the, that was concept art or an actual quick uh and it's so quick you barely see any of it actually um so what we're looking at here is it looks like there's your you have this overview of gundams on the ground and so i don't know if it's real time it's it's turn-based strategy you know there's a lot of these games that are really popular i can even call out ninja turtles star wars marvel where you have these uh, characters that you unlock and then you have them in these little turn-based battles that go out and fight on the field and then you get unlocked. You know, the gameplay is really not for me, but it's there. This looks like it is that, you know, and I want to show you, like, there's this auto button down at the bottom and it makes me think that it is like that, which uh, the game will have you compete in 6v6 battles with auto battle control so you can enjoy it casually it looks like the minutia of controlling your mobile suit will be handled by the game, though you might have to manually activate unit skills to turn the tide of battle. So this really, really does seem like those typical games that we're seeing. You know, Star Wars. Uh, and what is it called? Uh, I forget the name. Galaxy. Star Wars Gal- Galaxy War. Something like that. 
it's these mobile games that have been coming out. I think there's even a Transformers one where it's really just turn-based. And you know what? I can see myself playing that more than the, the Gun and Breaker game. I like that it's based in UC. It looks like there's some updates to the designs. Like if we look at these characters, uh, these character designs here, it looks like these were made specifically for this game. And I really like that because these are characters we know and we love from UC Gundam. And they even have updates of their mobile suits. I don't know how far they're going to go because really if that isn't RX-78-2, that is quite the update to the design. And then what's this over here? I would say it would almost look like a GPO, but I don't know. I don't know. It would be interesting to see. So this game, I think so far, yeah, it says no English release announced yet. Although I do know from previous region-locked mobile games, you can make it where you can sideload the APK if you really want to play it on your device. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I think it's cool that they're announcing a new Gundam mobile game. Just really curious to see what this is all about, especially it's just UC, which is my, my preference for Gundam so far. So yeah, we're would really be interesting to see what happens to this. Yeah, due out sometime in 2021. I'm assuming that is Japan. You know, but it was interesting because with Code Fairy, even though it seemed like it was going to release day and date worldwide, it was up for pre-order in the Asian and Japanese PSN stores, just not the, the American, North American. But, like, I think at the midnight before Code Fairy was released, it was available for purchase so it could be the same thing going on here um speaking of code fairy so i haven't got to play it too much more but that's because it's actually really good and when i say that it's it's the kind of game i like because it is a challenge it's something that you need to sit down and really focus on so as you play Code Fairy, it, it puts you in these situations, these battles where you have to use the gameplay mechanics that are being introduced to you in training scenarios that happen before uh, the, the the mission starts. And so you'll get into some missions later on that are actually kind of difficult. You can easily get yourself killed, get your partner killed. You have to manage capturing points where you can get healed, but then also taking out enemy mobile suits, but also taking out the enemy uh, commanders, generals. There's a name for them. But um, because by doing that, it stops them from potentially spawning other enemy mobile suits. And so I, I had some times where in the later missions, like three and four or four and five, where I would get myself destroyed. And I was like, okay, I kind of like this. It actually is a challenge. It requires me to use my mobile suit in a strategic way in order to complete the missions. Um, and so that's really cool because there's even more that's being released later on. Um, <clears throat> I think later on November, maybe the 19th, I forget the date. And then beginning of December, there's some more missions. And again, I, I like how it's presented like an anime. There's an intro opening scene, opening, uh, intro with music. And then there's animation of the characters and a little bit of discussion around the characters. Then you go out and you fight, and then um, there's the end uh, music, the closing, which is really well done. I, I'm actually shocked and surprised at the production value that's in this. So with Code Fairy, I haven't 
yet got to the point where I can do a proper review because I really need to finish this first, uh, I guess it's a chapter. There's a, there's a number of missions and I just haven't really finished them yet. And I want to, before I really dive deep into it, I want to be able to have completed it. So, um, I'll be sure to, yeah, really get into that as soon as, um, I finish that maybe this weekend, I'll be able to play some more. I've just been busy. Really, if I'm not playing battle operation i've been playing a lot of zombie army 4 i know that's not gundam related about if anyone's looking for a good zombie game i know there's back for blood just came out um Vanguard, uh, call of duty vanguard has the zombie mode but zombie army 4 and rebellion the developer has a history of making these zombie army games which are amazing they started with nazi zombie army but the latest zombie army 4 is just amazing it has a bunch of dlc levels that are amazing I've just been kind of pulled into that and not really doing much that's Gundam, except for my daily, my dailies for Gundam. I'm always making sure I do those. Uh, battle operation. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's that. So I'm curious what everyone thinks about this uh, Gundam you see engage. Um, yeah, there's that. So <clears throat> moving on. So I did a review recently of the MSO6FZ Zaku 2 Kai, and I might have left that out when I was explaining the name of it, but this is the Zaku 2 that's featured in War in the Pocket, Bernie, uh, uh, Bernard Wiseman, so for his full name, uh, he's the main pilot of it, and there's some really cool aesthetics to the zaku it has a classic green although there's two different shades of green that we can see that represented but also there's a lot of red we see the red with the cockpit with some uh accentuating features here and and the grenades on the side which is kind of cool to kind of add details to the side skirt but then it's got the piping it's like the yellow tubes um so if you haven't seen my review of the mso6 fz the robot spirits version be sure to check that out but Here's where we're going to do our deep dive in the mobile suit of the week, and it's the MS-06FZ Zaku 2 Kai. So, it's one of several variants of the MS-06 Zaku 2 line of mobile suits. It was first seen in Mobile Suit Gundam 0080, War in the Pocket, and was piloted by Bernard Wiseman. So, technology and combat characteristics. The Zaku 2 is one of the second phase production MS that have been improved by the United Maintenance Plan. Can't say I have ever heard of that. The performance of the Zaku 2 itself has begun to deteriorate due to the appearance of the Federation mobile suit and the development of the new models by its own forces, so it has been tuned up by feeding back data from new models. In addition, based on the results of the renovation of the MSO6 F2 Zaku 2 F2 type, the shape and materials of the armor and balance of the machine were more thoroughly reviewed, resulting in an appearance that is quite different from the previous Zaku 2, uh, Zaku 2 F type. The most significant modification was to the cockpit, which is said to have been so good that even new recruits with insufficient training could handle it. In addition, the apogee motors in various parts of their fuselage and the thrusters in the backpack were increased and made larger, and the total thrust was increased by 70% compared to previous F-type model. On the other hand, the total amount of propellant had not changed, and the time limit at maximum combat thrust has dropped by half. The armor has also been considerably strengthened and the armament has been redesigned so it does not lag behind the federation's rgm 79 gm that's interesting to note because the 79 rgm 79 the gm came out and that was kind of a big 
the game changer in the Xeon vs. Federation uh, fight. And as achieved considerable high performance, it also had the option of two different helmet designs. The A-type helmet, which was more which was the more common design, was similar to the typical helmet of the Zaku 2 series. The B-type helmet was modeled after the Stallman helmet used by the German army in World War II. Rolled out one month before the end of the war, this machine is the final production model of the Zaku in the one-year war, but the number produced was small. It was only used by some units of the space fleet, especially the units made up of school soldiers and new recruits, and never landed on Earth, and it participated in few actual battles. So that's interesting to see that it participated in few actual battles, because really we only see it in 0080, even though it is a cool model. That seems like something that we'd want to see mass-produced, used in other areas. Armaments, shoulder shield mounted on the right shoulder. It is a simple defense used to block most incoming physical projectiles. Hand grenade, stored on the right hip of the Zaku for convenience access are three hand grenades. These grenades were more compact than the cracker grenades used by the original Zaku. While not very powerful or accurate, they're capable of performing different roles in the battle. MMP 80 90 millimeter machine gun, a small caliber machine gun for mobile suits developed under the United Maintenance Plan. Okay, well, give me a second. Let's look up this United Maintenance Plan. United Maintenance Plan, also known as the United, the Unified Complete Equipment Plan, was a principality of Xeon military program whose goal was to facilitate efficient mobile suit production. Okay, I won't go much further than that, but we can see that it was a big deal for the principality of Xeon to have some sort of program put together in order to really refine the mobile suit output. I guess considering after they came out with the mobile suits, which scared the Federation, the Federation in turn was able to produce mobile suits that were able to turn the tide of war. So it looked like they needed to have a united maintenance plan put together in order for to try to keep up with the Federation. The overall shape and uh, mechanism of the Zaku machine gun, which was previously deployed, has been changed. The the magazine has been changed from a drum magazine to a box magazine, and a 197mm grenade launcher is available as an option. The caliber has been reduced to 90mm, but as a result, the hit rate has improved, and the 90mm shell uses also excellent in initial velocity and anti-MS firepower. The number of bullets loaded is 32 in the standard single magazine and 100 in the triple magazine. The late production model features a different barrel and handguard, resulting in a more compact shape. So there's an M120A1 120mm machine gun, the same portable firearm used by the Zaku-2F type. It can switch between semi-automatic and automatic fire. Although useless against Luna titanium alloy, it can still destroy weaker armor material with multiple shots. It fires 120mm caliber rounds that are stored in a 100-round drum magazine. H&L SB25K 280mm AP Zaku Bazooka. It's quite the name. A portable physical projectile type firearm. It is primarily for anti-ship combat and displays its power in hit and run attacks. It can also be used against the enemy mobile suits, but it is harder to hit a constantly moving target. Okay. Sturmfaust. A simplified disposable rocket launcher. It is commonly used by Xeon mobile suits in the late stages of the one-year war. As the warhead is not equipped with a guidance device, it is extremely hard to use the Sturmfoss to hit a moving target accurately. However, it is a highly destructible portable weapon. That's something we're very familiar with when it comes to the camphor, uh, which is also part of 0080. 
Heathawk, an axe-shaped close combat weapon. It uses a superheated blade to cut through the armor of enemy MS or vehicles. The thermal energy is generated by the power output of the Zaku-2's thermonuclear reactor and relayed through the MS's hands. The Heathawk used by the Zaku-2 Kai is modified with an extendable handle. Heat sword type... What? B4? A melee weapon originally developed for the MS-07B Goof. Like the Zaku's Heat Tomahawk, the Heat Sword has a blade that is heated to high temperatures to increase its cutting capability. Oh, I'm sorry, capacity. Shield, a piece of equipment that increases the Zaku's defensive capability, is mounted on the left forearm and or handle. All right, history. The most famous Zaku Tukai appears in Mobile Suit Gundam 080 War in the Pocket, which is piloted by Bernard Wiseman. He effectively uses his machine to critically damage the considerably superior RX-78 NT-1 Gundam Alex, albeit at the cost of his own life. The Zaku-2 Kai with the B-type helm was also the main unit of the Capital Defense Battalion stationed in Zoom City later in the war. While another unit was also piloted by Liberio, wait, Liberio Linky of Zeon's regiment, the Marcosius. Something I'm not too familiar with, so that's interesting. Years later, in UC-0096, one... Unit kept by Xeon Remnant Forces participated in the attack on Torrington Base where it was destroyed along with most of the attacking forces. So, I do have a video of all the mobile suits in the attack on Torrington Base and there is a certain sequence, and I do indicate this, where in the background it looks like we're seeing a certain type of Zaku 2. The coloring was a little different, but someone in the comments did confirm that it is a Zaku 2 Kai, so... Check that video out if you haven't seen it. Let me know what you think if that is actually that Zaku. So we can look at some of these screens here that's on the the wiki. Um, notes and trivia. Let's see. Because its pilot shares the main protagonist role with Christina McKenzie, the Zaku Tukai is uniquely featured in promotional art in special renders in the Gunnerverse series alongside the Gundams and some of them even replace the NT1. How is that trivia? How is how is that trivia? And it's like video game related stuff going on here. I think we're good there. I'm not going to dive into that, but anyway, I I think this is an excellent design. I think there's so many things about it that are really cool. So here's a Zaku 2 Kai that looks pretty interesting. I love that white look to it with the blue accents. And it has the, the helmet. There, we're seeing a combination here of we kind of got that uh, little fin going on, but that uh, interesting uh, helmet design type. So there we go. That is the Zaku 2. Uh, so it's the FZ. So let's remember that. MSO6 FZ Zaku 2 Kai. And uh, there you go. All righty, let's look at some comments here. Uh, let's see. Starting from Clown Crown, because I think that's what's going on with the name here. All right, this is from my last podcast, episode 16. So I've played more than a few Gundam games. I liked Federation for Xeon for the PS2. The mechanics are good, what you expect for a Gundam game. Then there was the PS3 Gundam Unicorn game, all Japanese audio and English menu, I think. And the mechanics were pretty decent. Yes, I've played it. I think it is Japanese audio and there's an English menu because I had to get through it somehow. I mean, not that I think it's right to 
uh, promote piracy, but I want to say I downloaded a PS3 emulator to play the game and it played fine and I was able to navigate the menus. So if I remember correctly, it must have been in English. I want a combination of those two games. Go check out gameplay footage of both games. Battle Operation 2 is a gotcha game. Is a Gundam is a gotcha Gundam game. That's a lot of G uh, letters, uh, words in one. They really rub it into your face with five different levels of one mobile suit and then give you weapons for mobile suits you don't even have or want. So multiply that by bullshit by all the suits that appear in the Gundam franchise. You can't even level up the mobile suits from, say, level two to level three. You have to receive each suit level as an individual drop. Yeah. If I was to complain one thing about Gundam Battle Operation 2, it's really how the system works with how you obtain these mobile suits it, with the different levels. And I don't know. I, again, I've said it before. I'm pretty sure they're going to do this in the future, but it needs a battle pass system similar to what we're seeing with everything else. Whether that be Forza. Um, why did I say Forza? Fortnite. Um Forza, I guess, just came out on Xbox. Yeah, I played that too. But no, Fortnite, Call of Duty has the Battle Pass, and the new Halo will have a Battle Pass as well. So yeah, thanks, Clown, uh, Clown Crown. I'm pretty sure that's what you're doing with those X's, right? Yeah. All right, uh, Santo Bell, so close to 500 subs, mate. Nice. I'll post some breaker images in Discord along with a couple of new kits I nabbed recently. I'm waiting for a bunch of stuff to land here in Oz from Japan, so until that hits the shores, I don't have much to show. Oh, here's something I mentioned before about Bandai trying to build GBN as an actual thing and eSport. This was an event in 2018 where they showed off the original prototype for the scanning system used in these fictional worlds. It scans a custom suit, albeit a bit poorly, and the presenter then plays with the scanned MS. Pretty neat stuff. So far, no more news on it, but interesting to think where the tech could be now. Anyway, here's the link. Yeah, I uh, recommend those that are watching this to check out the link on the last podcast video, uh, that YouTube video. So, and that reminded me of like how Amiibos work. Um, there's that Starlink game that was, I think, multi-platform where you had the ships. The Switch version specifically had Star Fox's ship. And there's something there, especially when it comes to Gunpla, Gundam models, Gundam action figures, scanning them, using them in a game there is something there Bandai has not tapped into, which they need to do, which I think would really work and tie everything together. I mean, they almost did it with Gundam Battle Operation 2. You can go with those Gundam Universe figures. They even sell at Target. They have a code. to You have a certain mobile suit and game. All they really need to do is sell these Gunpla or Gundam action figures, and you scan them. You get them in, in some new game. You know, they, they need to take the... The base mechanics of Gundam Battle Operation 2 and make something that's 20 versus 20. I don't know. 50 versus 50. The new uh, Battlefield 2042 has 125 players or something like that. 124 players. I think there's potential here to have a badass giant Gundam battles with Gundam mobile suits that maybe you're obtaining through buying model kits or action figures. I mean, I'm I totally be in if that was a thing. I mean, it just I already like the action figures and the merchandise you could buy. I already like playing Gundam games. Let's we could put that together. I I think it'll work. Um, but thanks, thanks, Santo Bell. Oh, and you know, he followed up in Japan. There are some kits that came with RFID chips in them for use in similar fashion in one of the arcade games. 
So you build the kit and then used it in the game just like Starlink, etc. This would be level up of that. Okay, that is cool. I didn't know that. I'm glad I saw this uh, follow-up. Sometimes I don't really see for some reason when there's a reply to a reply of a comment. So it usually helps when I do the comments on the podcast. Matt Ralph, I'm a big Halo fan too in Halo Infinite. They have Gundam-inspired paint scheme for the armor. I'm pretty hyped to use. Uh... Pretty easy to find images of it if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, even I mentioned the Halo ring in the new Halo Infinite. It's called the Zeta Halo. So I, I, there's so much from it that seems... There's a lot. It seems like it's based in Gundam. They're just going as far as they can without it being Gundam. Right? Yeah. Uh, Robert. Hey, Robert is always, always contributing. Longtime contributor. Fourth, like, wow, and nearly 500 subbies, Adam. Not bad. Thanks, Robert. Always appreciate that. 320, bless you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the last podcast. I did do a sneeze at 320. So for those sneeze aficionados out there, if you want to see me sneeze, uh, there's, there, there's that. Adam, not a capture card, just a simple digital camera that uses SD cards and take. No, I I, I can't do the old school style. I have to use, I, I, I need the look to be as professional as possible. <clears throat> um, more from Robert. You know, thanks a lot. Um, Toping Tang. You could try using text into speech for Google. Not the best, but it should work for hard to read words. Just click on the speaker after you type the word. Yeah, that's one of my older videos. But yes, since then, I have figured out how I can use Google uh, to kind of help me translate. Uh, a lot of the the words that were seen in Gundam because there's there's multiple sides to this. There is the Japanese pronunciation of an English word, and then there is in a dub the English pronunciation of the English word. So I do think there are two ways that a word can be pronounced uh, in the Zeta universe. I think it really depends if you're speaking to primarily a Japanese. Uh, speaking group of people or an English speaking group of people. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Some more from Robert. Thanks very much. Robert always supporting me. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, yeah, here's Wolfie sparks, uh, from my subscriber giveaway video. If you haven't seen it, check it out, comment on it. That's how I'm doing the giveaway. I really want to win a GM Sniper 2 uh, MG. I never built a master grade before, but want to make a jump from high grades into something bigger. And I like playing the GM Sniper 2 in Gundam Battle Operation 2. Overall, the mobile suit looks awesome. Yeah, and I think that is the one featured in... Is it 0080? Let's look at that real quick. Yeah, this does. Yeah, double eighty war in the pocket. This deserves a deep dive. I will do that one of these days. So thank you, Wolfie Sparks. Oh, Zendito Setuan. Hi, Adam. Want to know your thoughts on the concept art for Gundam Live Action for Netflix? So yeah, talked about that earlier in this episode. But really, the design looks like it takes from modern interpretations of Gundam. That's not necessarily you see. Wing, specifically. Atlas. Really, yeah, interested in seeing where they're going with that. Um, 
I almost think the concept art doesn't matter. Uh, I really think they're just releasing it just to kind of continue to build the hype for it. It's like I was saying earlier, they announced a Gundam movie long ago. They reannounced it with a new with a director before it was uh, a comic book writer. And I want to say he did Why the Last Man or something like that. And then uh, they decided to go the director route for the announcing of it with the Kong Skull Island director, which seems to make sense. Lots of CGI, lots of big stuff. So. All right, uh, Clown Crown. I honestly don't really like this one. The kid is super annoying. So, yeah, this is from 0080. I, I get it. The kid is annoying. And a lot of times it's really hard to get into a story or something when there's children involved and they're kind of annoying. But I think it just grows on you. I think with that, because it, it, it just works in the end because it's almost like the kid it gets, I, I, I don't know how to say it nicer, the kid gets what's coming to him. The way the things turn out put him in shock. You see how he he is by the end of the series and you feel bad for him. It's almost like they did that on purpose. All right, Mo, uh, this is my favorite Gundam that isn't a 40 to 50 episode series. Yeah, I think it's pretty fantastic how if you if you think about when Gundam came out, we had uh, Mobile Suit Gundam, Zeta, Double Zeta, all these large series. Then all of a sudden we had this movie, Shars Counterattack. Then it went back to a series, but it was a smaller scope, so less filler. Even though I'd hate to say a lot of what we see in Mobile Gundam and Zeta and Double Zeta are filler. It, it is, when you watch Double Eighty War in the Pocket, it, it is streamlined to, to speak on the story beats that are necessary to drive the story forward. And then if you think about it, Mobile Suit Gundam and Zeta Gundam both had movie trilogies made, which all which cuts a lot of stuff. And then when when you see what's being cut, you realize then it kind of takes away from the character development. Um, uh, so there's, um, what's that character? Uh, I forgot her name. Amara screams, screams her name in Mobile Suit Gundam. When you watch the movie, you don't really understand his attachment because then he acts like she died. What? What's the big deal? But if you watch the series, there's more time spent on the characters. What? What? Why can't I think of her name? For some reason, I want to say it starts with an M. I don't know, guys. It's late again. I got back from this work thing where we were kind of enjoying ourselves, so I'm a little tired. Uh, Karina P, winner from a previous giveaway. Congrats on the 500 subs. Thank you very much. I appreciate the support. This motivates me like nothing else. Uh, Robert, again, it's Alex time. Yes, I wonder if it was that certain spot where there's like a tease. And I never really realized this before until I did this video where it kind of teases the Alex for a second. Um, Yumi Game. This was one of the first Gundam shows I've uh, seen when I was a kid. Plus, this was the moment I felt weird by liking Zaku more than the Gundam itself. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, because of the relationship with Al and Bernie, it makes you really feel for the characters. And Bernie all is in that Zaku. And man, uh, just thinking about it, thinking about how Bernie speaks with Al. And uh, they really did a good job. I can't wait to get through the later episodes and talk about them. Um. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. It's, at, it's Alex. Yeah. Robert on point there. 
Oh, and then yeah, Robert uh, kind of rounds out the uh, the rest of the comments. Um, so yeah, MB. I have an MB server, but it doesn't seem there's something with MB where sometimes it just doesn't work, and I I don't get it. But um, yeah, you know what? That's it. Uh, this was still uh, you know a good length of an episode, even though a little shorter than most. Again. Um, I had a work thing because I do have a full-time job I have to use in order to pay my bills and there was like a little get-together because of you know COVID and everything we haven't really got to spend quality time face-to-face with co-workers we kind of did tonight kind of took advantage of that a little bit I'm a little you know whatever but I, I can't not do a podcast and it's so awesome that I'm on episode 17 so um, anyway Uh, This was awesome. Thanks. Subscribe if you haven't. Like, check the video for the giveaway down below, and I'll talk to you guys next time.